now as the dice roll. Brought to you today by Lorndon Baby Shoes. Baby Shoes, it's all we do. Previously on Cautious Optimism. Lorna 3, you're finally arriving at your destination. As you're flying down through the atmosphere, you realize that the Cautious Optimism handles really poorly in an atmosphere. This is what I get for having a spaceship that looks like banana bread. Your ship has been randomly selected for a inspection. Code, hide everything. That probably means the drugs, right? Yeah, anything that doesn't fit in secret <laughs> compartments now fits in you. Kyan goes and encourages us to split himself apart and hide the half with, with the, the stuff. My cousin Slorg said we're supposed to meet somebody named Tribus Oss. And one is just sitting there kind of watching the room. So he seems to be in charge or he's a contact or something important. Hello, Cautious Optimism. Aurora Borealis Shand. A human woman. I'm not interested in, in selling this ship. She has a huge smile on her face. She was, she's very important to me. Hank Crawford. Engineers. Bad news, good news. Uh, bad news, fuel leak. Coming and going from the spaceport. Good news, I found duct tape. Kyan Brunt. A mature. I am a doctor. A nine foot tall, four armed creature. I don't care if they call me, hey, you, just let me do my job. Rico. Humanoid. I'm observing you. Cat person. It's for science. Toss. A slimy, gelatinous. Mm, what are you hauling? Goo thing. Thank you, Cautious Optimism. Welcome to the station. I was just describing the uh, card game where three Lorndons are playing cards with each other and there's a fourth person sitting there who's smoking three cigars at once and kind of observing the room. And people keep coming up to them and having little conversations and then running off. So he seems to be in charge or he's a contact or something important. So I say to the rest of us at the table, I think we might need to go talk to that guy. Uh, Captain, might I suggest approaching cautiously? I don't know how much dealings you've had with shady people. They don't really like random people jumping up and asking about specific people that may or may not be associated publicly with their organizations. Well, that sounds to me, if I'm hearing you correctly, as in you volunteer to go do it. Son of a... <laughs> All right. And I thank you. And the crew thanks you. But, but, but you'll be right behind me the whole time, right? Of course. Okay. Actually, let me... Let me stand behind you. Uh, we're kind of known intergalactically as the muscle species, so I can be your bodyguard. All right, so how do I want to play this? Let's think. Okay, I don't want to be... Okay. All right, I approach the table. As you do, all the eyes, all the faces look up at you. Oh, good day, everybody. I'm Hank Crawford. This is my man Kai in here. 
Just wanted to introduce ourselves. The one with the cigars takes all three cigars out of his three mouths and says, and now you have. All right. In for a penny, in for a pound. Um, We are here seeking out an individual, and we were wondering if you might know the avenue in which we should go about finding said individual. I know a lot of people. I forgot this guy's name. Thoris. Tribus Oss. Uh, we are wondering if you know Tribus Oss. Um, let's see. Is there an insight skill in this game? I think that would just be IQ, right? Well, it depends. What do you want us to roll on? I'm wondering if Hank can read the f- kind of facial expression and body language of the person when he said the name. It would probably be perception. Okay. That sounds good. Make a perception roll. Yep, yep. I rolled an eight, success by four. Oh, that's real good. As you say the name, Tribus Oss, you detect uh, annoyance in the person's face. Like, this guy obviously knows Tribus and doesn't seem too happy with him. And then he says, I know him. And I can tell by your response that you're not particularly happy with Tribus. Now... We haven't met him yet. We are sent here as emissaries on a third party to meet with Tribus. What's your business with Tribus? I look over my shoulder at the captain to kind of gauge how much we should be telling this guy. At this point, I step up next to Hank and I say, hi, sorry, just want to interject here. We just need to meet with him. Our business is to to see if he's going to be interested in... in uh, perhaps doing some business with us. Uh, he's a member of my crew. So if you have business with him, you have business with me. Oh, okay. Well, then in that case, when we meet with him, I'd be happy for you to be there. <sighs> All right. Here. And he takes out his cell phone and he indicates for you to take out yours as well. Um, I, I do. And he says, I am sending you his contact information. Go ahead and conduct your business with him. Thank you so much. You're welcome, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, partner. Do you happen to have a, a, a name that, that you go by publicly? Ah, uh, just call me the boss. Wonderful, wonderful name, boss. Thank you so much for your time. Mm-hmm. So I just hurry back to our table. <laughs> Get the heck away from him as quickly as possible before we mess this up. I'll politely excuse myself as well. All right, so when we get back to the table, I try to contact the number I was given. Ring, ring, ring. And on the other end, it picks up and you hear, Hello, this is Tribus Oss. How can I help you? Uh, Mr. Oss, or Mrs. Oss, I don't know what you are yet, or Neutral Oss. I, here's the point. Um, <laughs> we were given your name by Slorg as a contact, and we'd love to set up a meeting with you. Oh, oh, good. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Oh, I've been looking forward to this. Okay. Yes. Uh, I can meet you right now. Do you want to meet right now? Let's let's meet right now. Sure. You, you name the place. Okay. Meet me in the alley behind the um, baby shoe factory. I didn't think of a name for the place. <laughs> Good improv. 
Thanks. I'm good at this. If we ever start a rock band together, can we please call it Baby Shoe Factory? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. That sounds great. Okay. Anyway, he gives you the coordinates for uh, an alley to meet him at. <laughs> he drops the pin. There you go. Okay. I'll be I'll be there right away. Okay. Oh, this is very exciting. This is my first big deal. Did you bring the stuff? Yes. Okay. I'll see you soon. All right. So I guess we finish our drinks and head over to the famous Baby Shoe Factory. Yes. All right. And you come to a rundown baby shoe factory. It has a little picture on the sign out front of a little three-legged baby with three little baby <laughs> shoes on it. And uh, from behind the factory, you see a, a Lorndon kind of sticking his head around the corner and going... Is that you? Is that you? Tis us. It's me, Trivis. Hey, come over here. I don't want anyone to see because this is secret. Come here. Okay. I look over at Kai and like, this guy doesn't understand clandestine meetings very well, does he? (laughs) He just shakes his head no. He he really doesn't. (laughs) All right. You all meander back to behind the factory. And there's two Lordans here. There's the one who introduced himself already as Trivis Oss. And there's another guy standing next to him. Uh, or another person standing next to him. And Trivis says, this is my brother, Dadu. Oh. He's he's kind of the muscle. I'm the brains of the family. He's kind of the muscle. So, all right. Well, do you have the stuff? And Haas looks over at the captain. I, I nod to him. Can I ask a question? Can I tell if this guy is younger than than the other people of his species? Yeah, I mean, you're not an expert on the species specifically, but make a perception check. Yeah, I can make a perception Would it be medicine? Probably just perception. That is a nine, which is a success by three. Well, so if all species start with baby soft skin when they're young and leathery, wrinkled skin when they're old, you would assume that this guy is very young compared to the other people you've seen. Um, Captain, I... We may want to do a little bit of a fact check on this guy, because... Oh, really? Yeah, um... uh, Son, how old are you? Oh, I'm 14. Uh, Would I know how old that is in Lorndon's years? I don't think any of you are familiar enough with the species to know for sure. Mm-mm. Well, don't worry, don't worry. And for my people, that is an adult. I'm, I'm old enough to drive, so... Don't worry about dealing with somebody young because I'm ready for it. I'm ready for this is this is my chance to prove myself to the boss and make a name for myself. I'm ready for it. You're ready for it. Everybody's ready for it. Let's do this. God, can we sell weed to a 14 year old? This is not weed. This is ecstasy. What do you mean? Oh, you're right. Can we give ecstasy to a 14-year-old? I mean... It's not whether we can, but whether we should. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Like, morally, I mean, like, ethically, I'm going, no, of course not. But then otherwise, I'm going, I don't know these people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know their life. <laughs> um, hmm. So I turn to the rest of the group, and I'm like, okay, I'm kind of floundering in a, in a sea of ethics here. What, what, what do you guys think? Rico just blinks at you and says... Ethics. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were selling drugs. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but... You suddenly have a problem selling drugs? Because... Why? Well, not. I don't have the problem with the selling of the the drugs. It's just he. he I mean, in in human terms, he's a child. Ugh, you people are weird. <laughs> we could go and talk to his boss if that made you happier. Yeah, that's true. Me personally, I kind of thought that once he, you know, named himself his boss, that maybe we would just deal with him and. He just kind of sent, a, sent us on his way. So I was like, well, hmm, maybe we should go back and talk with the boss. Because I also don't want to be out here giving drugs to my boss's kid. <laughs> it could also be even doubly bad. Um, so I, I turn back around to Tribus and say, um, is there any way that we could all go sort of as a group and maybe talk to your boss? What? No. No, 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 no. I'm doing and this is my first deal that I'm making all by myself. This is I this is this is no. Don't deal with him. Deal with me. I'm the I'm the guy. I'm the guy. I'm the guy. And he tries to like make his voice really low like <laughs> I'm the guy. <laughs> What's Dadu doing? Uh he's standing there watching his brother and every once in a while you see all of his eyeballs. What three nine eyeballs just kind of roll. Like he, he's rolling all his eyes. How old are you, Dottie? I'm 21. Deal. Okay. <laughs> Rico is just looking at you really confused as to why you suddenly have a problem with this. I mean, cats age completely differently, obviously. So uh, she's just, she thinks you're being very odd right now. Yeah. Such is human morality. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It's, there really is no rhyme or reason to it. So yeah, now I I don't feel as conflicted, but I still am anxious to hear what the what the crew has to say. I mean, honestly, the, the, this whole alley scene is is kind of putting me on edge. It's got my skin crawling. The quicker we can get out of this, Captain, the, the better off I feel. <sighs> All right. Well, I say we give him the stuff so he can figure out if he wants to buy it or not. What do you think, Kyan? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of concerns, but I don't know if they're going to get solved in a back alley behind a place called the Baby Shoe Factory. <laughs> we, we can imagine it has a cooler name. The ship looks like banana bread and we meet behind the Baby Shoe Factory. <laughs> It's these how we roll. These are facts. Okay. <laughs> Not the world building I had imagined, but all right. Oh, gosh. All right. So I motioned to Haas to hand it over. All right, Captain. And he opens his gaping maw and he pulls out a little package and extends one of his forearms towards the Lorndons. And Trivis walks over excitedly and grabs the package and opens it up. And he says, all right, this is the stuff, huh? This is the bird drugs? Yes. Slorg said that when you take this, you see God. Is that right? Mm, That's what they say. Have you done this? No. No. Oh, wow. Okay. He walks back over to his brother. And the brother says, I suppose we should test it before we start selling it. And Trivis says, yep. 
and he takes out one of the syringes and he sticks it right in his chest and squeezes it and says, oh, that hurts. Ooh. And the brother's just shaking, like his whole head, his whole body is shaking back and forth. Like he's shaking his head, but it's his whole body. That was stupid. And he takes the package with the uh, other syringes away from him. And Tribus is just standing there like, I don't see God. Is this, are you sure this is the good stuff? I don't, nothing's happening. I have no experience with that. I don't know. <laughs> this is, if this is, if this is a trick. I'm not paying money for, for fake drugs. I want real drugs. Uh, Rico would presumably know what the drug usually, sort of what the effect it has and how it's usually administered because she'd been studying the bird people for ages. So yeah, you're right. You would be familiar with it. It's usually done in a uh, church you know uh, it's part of their religious practices so it's usually a whole ceremony and there's chanting and meditation and singing and then somebody takes it and then it takes a few minutes it takes like five minutes or so and then they start telling people oh i see the great eagle oh it's so beautiful whatever you know what i mean so you don't really know how much like psychologically all of the ritual and the chanting and all of that stuff probably you would assume provides a psychological aspect to the whole you know the trip so it's a bit shamanistic yeah also this isn't a bird person so yeah oh god yeah so this is an entirely different situation is there anything you can do cayenne to see if maybe it's just because their species doesn't have a reaction to it or something? I can roll a medic check and see what I get. Go for it. I got an 8 out of uh, 14. So success by 6. Ooh, all right. Uh, so yeah, as you start to like examine him, his heart rate is going crazy. And you can detect, like, I assume you have some kind of poor man's hand scanner. Yeah. And so, like, it doesn't read their DNA, like the fancy one that, <laughs> that they scanned your ship with earlier, but it, it's enough to give you basic vitals and stuff. And there's a huge amount of brain activity is escalating. Like, as you're watching it, it's increasing. And the heart rate is increasing. And something is obviously going on. It seems like it's working. It just might take a while. Hmm. What? How long? Give me that scanner thing. And as he says that, he doesn't grab it with his hands, but it pulls out of your hand and floats across to him. And then he's holding it. How do you work this? Uh, do we know these people were telekinetic? No. <laughs> do they know they're telekinetic? Is this a surprise to only us? All three of his brother's mouths are open and agape, and his eyes are wide open, and he looks shocked. Um, can you usually do that? And the brother says, no. What? What is that stuff? What did you do to him? Fascinating. I turn to the crew, and I say, the price just tripled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is concerning, because this is no longer about a hallucinogen. This is about, like, something that could be weaponized, and I've got issues. <laughs> and Trivis looks at his brother and says, I am not a child. Don't say that. And brother, I, I didn't I didn't say anything. And Trevor says, I don't need to go home. I don't need to lie down. I'm fine. These people are trying to take advantage of us. This drug doesn't do anything. Um, <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> and there are other telepaths. It's, it's great. All the telas, all our favorite telas are here. Telekinesis, telepathy. This is fantastic. And they look like teletubbies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, well, um, this is very exciting. It's a terribly exciting scientific development. Yeah. Kyan, why do you think that this has caused them to do that? Uh, he's freaking out a little bit because they've just given superpowers to a teenager. And um, <laughs> I, 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 obviously there are different chemical reactions with different species. Uh, how long is the high supposed to last for the avians? Not long. Half an hour, 45 minutes. So I guess we just kind of watch and see if he comes down from it. All right. Uh, yes. It'll be very fascinating to observe him. She's got her pad out. She's writing. <laughs> <laughs> he looks over at Rico's pad and he says, what are you writing? And suddenly the pad is pulled out of your hand and floats over to him. And he starts looking at it. Oh, Give me that back. Those are my notes. It's very important. Are you writing about me? Are you making notes about me? This is a secret meeting. You can't make notes about a secret meeting. What language is this? What is going on? It's what? It's. I don't know what languages the cats speak, actually. It's Philanic. Nice. <laughs> and they're my notes. And I'm making notes about the science. I don't care about your secret meeting. The science? What's the science of what? Of your amazing powers. I have amazing powers? Uh, did you not just notice how you came to acquire this collection of pads that you're now holding? Oh. To be honest, I'm having a little trouble focusing. I expect you are, yes. I took them out of your hand. I walk, I didn't walk over. No, you didn't. I can't reach that far. No, no. He holds the pads up and he lets go and they float in front of him. And he says, I don't see God. I am a God. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's fine. It's fine. I'm, I'm sure it'll be just fine. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of Ads the Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying this week's episode of Cautious Optimism. We have so many things going on this week, we're going to jump right in. If you're listening to us, then you're probably into actual plays. So if you aren't already listening to Bamashock's stream, King of the Heel, you should be. Curse of Strahd runs on Thursdays, featuring guest DM Rockman. Sundays, the channel hosts Storytime in Eberron at 6 p.m. Central, and that campaign will culminate in a homebrew adventure set on the continent of Corvair. And, of course, you can still check out Rime of the Frostmaiden on Saturdays and Dungeon of the Mad Mage on Wednesdays. You can find all of this and more on twitch.tv forward slash Bamashocks. If you're thinking of running your own D&D campaign, check out some original content by our very own Biche. You can check out his content at dmsguild.com. Just search for his name, BJ Keaton, to check out his material, including his newest publication, The Dragon Tower of Candle Keep. You can also listen to him on the Geek to Geek podcast, as well as the Dragon Quest FM podcast. This month's Geek to Geek magazine is all about tabletop gaming. You can get that by becoming a Patreon supporter of the network for as little as $5 a month, and you can join the Patreon at geek2geekmedia.com forward slash Patreon. Speaking of the geek to geek Media Network, we are in the middle of our first ever Spring Fever Party. Everyone on the network is getting involved with Q&As, giveaways, and live streams, so join the party. 
And if you need a reason to celebrate with us, look no further. My podcast, Geektitude, hits episode 200 this Sunday. Drop in and listen to my co-host Ray and I talk about the podcast, reminisce about our favorite episodes and moments, listen to well wishes from guests and fans. We're very excited and hope you'll join us for this epic milestone. But that is not all I'm doing this week. I'll be appearing on episode 122 of Mating Habits of the Modern Geek. And you know, Kelly and I always have an amazing time when we get together. That episode will drop Monday. And then we're back here on Tuesday for our next episode of What Is Not. And finally, you can, of course, catch Raven on her podcast, Girls Gone Wow, and Todd on his show, The Nerdbird Review. As always, we'd love to hear from you. You can chat with us on our dedicated As the Dice Roll channel on the geek to geek Slack. Let us know how we're doing. Of course, you can still email us at podcast at asthedicerollcast.com, or better yet, you can leave us a voice message. Just click on the link on our website, asthedicerollcast.com, or you can check our Twitter at asthedicerollrp, or our Instagram at asthedicerole. That's it for me this week. Let's get back to the cautious optimism and see what's going on behind the baby shoe factory. Right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games. Star Wars. Comics. Movies. K-pop. Disney Plus. Keanu. Keanu Reeves. New. Or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep. And each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes. Keanu. Uh, Rico snatches her pad back. <laughs> okay. And he looks at his brother and he says, Ha ha, older brother, I'm in charge now. And his brother starts floating up off of the ground. And he's going, whoa, 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 you need to calm down. You need to put me down. My God, what did you people do to him? Great. Our first conundrum was, can we sell drugs to a 14-year-old? Now our next conundrum is, can we kill a 14-year-old god? <laughs> I suspect not, but we may be able to talk him out of it. Um, so I go over in, in a very calming, sh- 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 like maybe you're, you're drawing a lot of attention and we don't want everyone to know this right away. Like this is the sort of, sort of thing that can cause a real ruckus and we've got to figure out what's going on. Tribus, sir, please put your brother down. <laughs> yeah, like it's at this point, I feel like Hank is just looking, dar- eyes darting around everywhere, his hand kind of hovering over his holster in case things go crazy because this is just out of control. He looks over at Hank and he says, Oh my gosh, that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> is that really how your people make babies? Wait, what? I'm seeing. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm learning uh, so much. I can see your thoughts. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Here, let me give you something to really think about. And Hank <laughs> just thinks really hard about the best time he had in, in Bangkok. <laughs> <No>. Oh, you 
Bonos are so gross. <laughs> and he shuts all of his eyes and his brother falls on the ground with a thud. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts backing away from you. Ah, stop it. Stop it. Ah, I can't. Ah. And, and he, he says, ah, I can hear the cat person too. I can hear the cat person too. You, you're making notes about me. I'm your subject. I can't make it stop. I'm hearing all of you at once. I hate this. Um, Kyan's gonna roll for medic and see if there's a, a tranquilizer, like a universal <laughs> tranquilizer that he has that he can use. Uh, yeah, you have, yeah, you have a, a tranquilizer, a, a kind of sedative that should work on, you know, any anybody, any living creature. All right. So should I roll medic or should I roll something else? Medic medicine sounds good. Yeah, medic sounds good. A nine. So that is a success by five. But as you start to approach him to administer it, he looks up at you and he says, no, you're not going to make me go to sleep. I'm going to stay awake. I'm going to stay awake forever. I'm a god. Shut up. Um, Do you keep going? I think I need to. (laughs) (laughs) As you get close, you feel an invisible force pushing against you. Let's make a check. I think this would just be a basic strength check. Okay. Unless unless your judo or something would give you it's not really fighting anything. You're you're basically pushing against magic, so <laughs> let's do a strength check. I think that's probably just strength, yeah. Yeah. Nine, so success by three. So it feels like you're walking into a strong wind, but you're still able to get over to him. And as you do, is Kyan armed? Yeah, I think he probably does have his laser pistol. So you feel your laser pistol holster rustle, and you realize the laser pistol is coming out of the holster towards Tribus. Make a dexterity roll to see if you can react before something happens. And I cannot. It's a miss by one. I've got 11, and I rolled a 12. So Tribus gets the laser pistol in his hand, and he pulls the trigger. And let's see, he needs to get... He needs 10 or less. 10 or less. Exactly 10. And uh, how much damage does a laser pistol do? A laser pistol does 3d2 burn. That doesn't sound right. 3d2 burning damage? All right. Kyan is shot in the chest for 5 damage. All right. I'm down to 7. Um, run away? Um... <laughs> Assuming this will eventually wear off. Is that what you're doing? Are you running? That's my suggestion. Because <laughs> he's going to be able to read our minds. You can't pull weapons on him. Right. But also, he also now has a weapon. And I think we've already given him enough power at this point that this is not a good thing. I, I would like to try to shoot him. Whoa. All right. So the way that works is you have to roll three six-sided dice and get equal to or less than your skill for whatever firearm you're using. It is a level four in pistols. I don't know what that number is, though. Well, so that must be your your dex is your base for that, and there must okay. be plus four to that. So that would make it 14, and I rolled 14. You made it. Roll your damage. Yeah, that I have no idea on. Oh, what kind of weapon is what it? What kind of weapon is it? It's a three fifty seven pistol. Uh, hang on a second. Let me see if I can find it in the firearms table. Uh, three fifty seven revolver, three D minus one. Yeah, three D minus one. Three D minus one. Yeah. 
Oh, it's stronger than the laser pistol. 3D what? Six-sided dice. Yeah. Oh, 3D6. Yeah, everything in GURPS is six-sided dice. 3D6. 13. Okay, you hit him for 13 damage, and he starts looking down at the wound and looking up at you, and he says, You jerk. (laughs) Make a strength check as you are being assaulted by an invisible force, Hank. Oh, that's a major fail. So your 357 is pulled out of your hand and is coming towards Tribus. And at the same time, you are knocked flat on your back. And Tribus gets the gun. And now he has two guns, a laser pistol in one of his three arms and a 357 in his other. What's his wound doing? His wound is continuing to bleed. And because his heart rate is so high, there's a lot of blood kind of gushing out of there. It looks super bad. But he's not acting like he's wounded at all. He doesn't even act like he's in pain. I'm going to try diplomacy. Sure. Seems like the right time for that. (laughs) Everybody's just calm now. And I'm going to say, all right, look, this is getting a little out of hand. You've got quite a bad wound there. I just want to look at it. I am a doctor. Let's hope this goes well. I got a six, which is a success by seven. Nice. Success by seven. Wow. Okay. He looks at you, and he squints, and he says, you're saying the same thing you're thinking. You're probably, you're probably telling the truth. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm a god now. Yes, but you are also bleeding profusely, and he kind of points at the, <laughs> the wound. wound. He looks down at the wound, and he says, gods don't need blood. Yeah, and this it- might not be full god yet. <laughs> His brother shouts, you're going to die. Let him look at you. Let him help you. I think he's a doctor. Stop being stupid. And Trivis says, I'm being stupid. You're being stupid. Stop telling me what to do, big brother. And his brother flies back up against the wall with a thud. And then Trivis looks at you and says, I feel great. Are you- do you really think I'm in trouble? I'd like to just check to make sure. Okay, but, and he points both guns at you. I can read your thoughts, so don't pull anything on me. I have no interest in pulling anything on you. I just want to make sure you're okay. All right. I, however, do have interest in pulling something on him. (laughs) I would like to pull my crowbar out of my backpack and crack him in the back of the head with it. (laughs) If I could stealthily do so in such a way. Can I roll medic first? All right. Uh... There's a lot going on. Uh, Yeah, make a medic roll. As Hank is approaching with the crowbar, you can do your medicine thing. How how are you going to stealthily approach something that's got three faces? Roll really well. (laughs) I have uh, succeeded by one. Yeah, dude is going to die real soon. If you don't stop the bleeding, like, immediately, the drugs have apparently either numbed him from feeling pain or whatever. But even though he doesn't know he's in trouble, he is in a lot of trouble. He is running out of blood. Okay. Kyan takes two of his hands and, like, indicates to Hank to to back off. And I'm going to make another medic check to see if I can stop the bleeding. All right. Before you do that, Hank, do you back off? Yes. I will respect Kyan as a medical professional enough that he knows what he's doing, and and, and I'll just chill. Good, because Rory was about to take her top off. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> to save our lives. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well. <laughs> okay. Well, it may be a moot point because I rolled a 16 and that is not a success. Oh. Um, Ryan, can I help? Oh, yeah, you could you could do an assist. Ryan, could I could I help? I know some science. This looks quite bad. I know a little bit about biology. Yes, yes, please. <laughs> uh, so do I roll as well? Yeah. Do you have the medicine skill? Well, I don't have the medicine skill. I've got some biology. I've got science rather than medicine. Well, yeah, make a science roll in, I guess. Yeah, that'll work. Biology probably knows about stopping bleeding and stuff. Yeah, it's not like I'm trying surgery or anything. Ah, my dice are trying to escape. Oh, no. Uh, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Uh, I've succeeded by one. Oof. So you go over and you apply some bandages and stuff, and it does seem like you're getting the bleeding to stop. And as you're doing that, Tribus seems distracted. He's staring at Rory. He's like, oh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I realize what he's talking about, and even though I still have my shirt on, I still cover my <laughs> instinctually, instinctively. He says, "Ah, oh, you monos are no fun. What, are, what is the cat doing? I'm applying pressure to your wound. Yeah, she's just bandaging up. You're, you're going to be fine. Well, that's nice. You two are, you two are my first subjects. You're worshiping me because I'm a <laughs> god now. Uh, yes, that's exactly what's happening." That's great. You know, I'm starting to get really tired all of a sudden. Well, uh, I expect gods do need to sleep. Do they? I don't remember any of the stories talking about gods snapping. Maybe. Maybe I'm a new kind of god, a new kind of sleepy god. But most of uh, our gods sleep quite a lot. Oh, oh, okay. Maybe I'm a cat god now. Oh, and he starts to sit down and slowly he's closing his eyes. He says, okay, nobody touch my guns while I'm asleep. And he doesn't go to sleep. He passes out, probably from blood loss. But uh, he is unconscious now. Um, should we take him to his boss? No worries. I'm already here. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> And you turn around and see the boss and two of his henchmen have been standing back there watching for who knows how long. Next time on Cautious Optimism. We're involved in the wounding of one of his people. We made your contact and there were some troubling results. So the stuff gave him... The power to move things with his mind? Did we have a guild contact on this planet? One of the biggest concerns I've got is that if it's not us, it's going to be somebody else eventually. Why couldn't it just make them high? You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. 
You can find and license his music through Pond5 at Pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at ComicBox.Libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at MSEdwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at geek to geekmediacom If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs, social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com. 